The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Beitza has been dedicated anonymously of Meir Ben Esther. Amen. has been dedicated as well Amen. We bless our anonymous sponsor that Bezat Hashem he should be blessed with Arichut Yamim, health, Oshel, Veoshel, Vechavod, and Bezat Hashem should be Zocher in the near future to raise a family uh, and continue all his good work for the community. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated in memory of Rahamim Ben Victoria, Ruah Hashem, Tanihenu Begin. Eden, Amen, dedicated by his family to school and mitzvot. Daf Mem. Today's daf is being studied. The Elul Nishmat Abraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihenu Begin Eden, Amen. Daf Mem. Today we begin on Lamitet Amud Bet. Three lines on the bottom, starting from the Mishnah, and the Mishnah begins. Mishayu Perotav. If a person had his fruit in another city, so the people in the other city they made an iruv in order to transport the fruit to the owner. The owner has fruit. It's not by him his fruit. The fruit is uh, in a faraway city. He doesn't have access to go to his fruit. It's too far, he doesn't have Eruv to get there. Mm-hmm. But the people in the other city that have his fruit, they made an Eruv to, to bring it to him. So the Mishnah says, Lo yavi'u lo. They cannot bring it to him. Why? Because the fruit goes after the tomb of the owner. And since he's outside the tomb of the fruit, even though they're in, they cannot bring it to him because the fruit is going after the owners. Okay? Now she says, Lo yabi'u, bepirotavu il vehu lo irev lesham, da'kol keregleh be'alim. Like we said many times, all tichomim go like regleh be'alim. And since he can't get there, so therefore they can't bring it to him either. Vim irev, but if the owner did make an iruv, vim irev who? The owner made the iruv, pirotav, kamo. So the pirot, follow him. Which means they can bring the fruit, to him or he, or he can bring it, he can go get the fruit. There's no, there's no problem. Now she, v'imayrevu lalechet lesham perotav ko umutal lahaviam. That's correct. She, as long as he has access, they can bring it to him because he could have got it himself because he's uh, within the tomb. Next case, mish zemen etzlo orchim. Okay, a person invited guests for yom tov. As she says, meira chayret v'yavu etzlo al yedei eruv. I invited people from a different city, and they're going to come to the guy's house using their eruv tehomin. Lo yolichu manot. Now they want to take some food back home, yeah, food from the balabai's house. They can't take the food home. Why? Because the food follows the balabai's eruv, and since the balabai's eruv cannot get them back to that city, so therefore they cannot take food home. That's she. Top line. They can't take some food for, 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 for dinner 
משנה, אלא אם כן זכה להם מנותיהם מערב יום טוב. Unless before Yom Tov, the Baal Abayit took the food and he was mezakeh to them. How do you mezakeh something to, to, to a person who's not in front of you? You go to a third person and you say, take these uh, food stuff and be mezakeh for Mr. So-and-so. That's zikui al yedeh achet. The guy's not in front of me. So you can't mezakeh on your own. You can't pick up the food and say, this belongs to so-and-so. No. To make zikui for somebody else that's not in front of you, you have to go to a third party. You give him the item. You say, when you're going to be kone, be kone for Mr. So-and-so. So now going into your who did the food belong to? The guest. So therefore, he can take the leftover food because it follows his iruv. Rashi. Ela imken zakhalem al acher. Right? By a third party. Before Yom Tov, he went to a third party. This guy, we have a principle that says, And therefore, they owned it going into Benesheb Ashot. They put follows there to home, and therefore they can take the food home. Okay, now comes the Gemara Itmar. We have a statement of Amorim. Mafkid Perot. Etzel Havero. Great machlokin in this case. A person is mafkid, which means he gives perot to a shomer to watch. Okay? So now the question is going to be, to whose tehum does the fruit now become subject to? Does it become subject to the shomers? Because now he's watching it, he's the shomer. Or do the ba'alim still retain their tehum, even though they gave it over to the shomer? המפקיד פירות אצל חברו. רב אמר, כרגליהם, מי שפקידו לא. It follows the שומר. Remember, רב goes according to the שומר. ושמואל אמר, כרגליהם מפקיד. שומר says, no, it follows the owner. Even though he gave it over. So this is the מחלוקת. So comes the Gemara and says, למה רב ושמואל דאזדו לטעמיו. Let us say that the מחלוקת רב ושמואל by עירוף תחומין is Consistent with their opinion in Masikat Baba Kama. Now, the case in Baba Kama is a case of a person that, let's say, has a shor. He has an ox, or he has a kederot, he has vessels, or different type of perot, or kedim, etc. And he goes to his friend, and he gets express permission from his friend, and he allows him to bring his goods into the friend's hatzir. So when you get express permission to bring it in, so everybody agrees the friend now becomes a shomer, and now he's watching, so he's responsible now if something happens to that uh, ox. And if the ox damages, the owner of the ox is patur. Because bottom line, the shomer now is responsible for watching it. That's if he got express permission. The case in Baba Kama that we're discussing now is where it wasn't expressed permission. All the shomer of the Hatzeh, the guy in the Hatzeh said, Ulu. Ulu means, come in. So what, is, what does Ulu mean? Does Ulu mean Ulu v'intar? Come, bring your animal in and I'll watch it. Or, you can bring it in, I'm giving you the shoot to bring it in, but I'm not taking responsibility. 
So that's a case of <laughs> subject of Machlokim between Nav and Shemuel. So this is Detnan. Imichnis Birshut, which is if you brought your vessels in and you're sure with Birshut, I mean the guy told Jaulu, Ba'ala Haser Hayav. So the first opinion says that the Ba'ala Haser is Hayav to be Shemuel. Because we say when he says Ulu, it's like he's saying Ulu for Intal. Bring it in and I'll be a Shomer. Rabbi Omer, Rabbi says, Le'olam eno chayav ad sheikabel ala ba'ala bayit l'shmor. That's no, Rabbi said, no. the guy has to have explicit uh, uh, statement, and I'm not uh, letting, I'm letting you come in here, uh, and I'll be shomer. But until he says I'm going to be a shomer, you don't, uh, you don't accept. Look at Rashi first, before we go further. Imichnish birshut. Right? Right? When he tells him, uh, the first case is that everybody agrees. Come in and I'll watch. There's no argument. Here he just says, come in. Now the question is, what did he mean? Now, Rav says, Halakha kedivrei hachamim. So Rav holds that when the guy just says, Come in, that's already enough. We assume that he's telling you, I'll watch it. Ushmuel amar halakha kedivri. And Shemuel says, No, you have to be explicit. Now, lema Rav de'amar kedabbanan. So let us say that Rav's opinion over here in the case of mafkid perot etzel, Havero. Right? What did Rav say? Rav said, He says, it goes according to the Shomer. He says, oh, very good. We'll say, Rav is following the opinion of the Rabbanan in Masechet Baba Kama. That even though there's nothing explicit, you just gave it over to the, the guy who told you to come in. And it's already assumed that what? He's going to be the Shomer. So therefore, when you give fruit to a Shomer also... It's also, he gets the, he goes by the Shomer, meaning, and he goes according to his Tchum. How? Look at Ashi, the fourth line. Lema, hach pluta dehacha, the machlokin over by mafkid perot, ki hach is like the machlokin in Babakama. Azla, mishum damar rav, alakha krabanan, dekaimi birshutel le'anyan shemira, huadin le'etehumin. Just like it's in his reshut for shemira, like in the case of the, uh, the, the fruit, let's say, right? In the case of the fruit, he's a Shomer. Right? It's a bafki. That's clearly a shomer. So just like it's a domain for a shomer, it's also it's a domain for tehomin. Just like he said by the case of uh, Baba Kama, that what? Like it'll go like the Rabbanan. That what the Rabbanan say when the guy says, uh, bring your uh, fruit in over there. So that's it. The shomer goes into, has all responsibilities. So the shomer has all responsibilities in this case also, meaning even tehomin. So the Gemara says, Ushmuel da'amar Kirabi. Right, Shmuel is going according to Rabbi. Which means, what does uh, Rabbi say? Rabbi says you have to be explicit. Rabbi says, even though the guy says come in, doesn't mean anything. Mm. So in this case also, a guy says, oh, I'm going to be a Shomer. It doesn't matter, it doesn't mean that his home is going to be uh, taken also. So therefore we want to say that the opinions over here are like the opinions over there. Okay? So again, Babala Buna Marava la Kakad Vahakamim, Mushwela Marakabi. Lema Rav the Amar that goes according to Shomer Kirabanan, that items that are in the uh, possession of the Bala Hatser, 
So therefore, it's his totally even then. Yeah, Tohmin and Shmuel is going to go lie. Could it be? Comes again on his Amalei Charav. Rav says no. Ana de Amre Afilu Lerebi. He says, when I made my statement by the Mafkid Perot, mm-hmm. I was saying it not only according to the rabbis, I was saying it even according to Rabbi's opinion in Baba Kamah. Over there, the reason why Rabbi said you have to have explicit permission, because we say Bistama, a guy's not going to accept upon himself to be a Shomer. But here, he accepted to be a Shomer. So therefore, Rabbi will agree when the guy accepts to be a Shomer, so he takes over. So therefore, the is going to go according to the Shomer. The difference, big difference in the case. Who Shmuel Amar, Ana de Amri Afilu Rabbanan, and Shmuel comes along and says that I'm saying my opinion that what you have to be explicit. I'm saying it even according to the opinion of the Rabbanan. Well, what's the? Um, because, because according to Shmuel, he says goes according to the Mafkid. Because according to the Baal of the Baal of the Perot. He said, I'm going even according to the rabbi's opinion. Over there, the rabbis uh, said that if you just give it over to the Shomer, the Shomer says, come in. It's already considered a Shomer. You know why? It's for the owner. It's good for the owner that the Baal Hasir will take. Shemirah. Why? The imazikle lo Because now, once he takes over ownership, if my animal uh, damages, I'm off the hook. So therefore, in that case over there, the rabbis are going to say, when you give it over to the shomer, to the to the to the shomer tells you come in, right? So over there, I'll say he. It's the Shemirah. He's accepting Shemirah. Why? Because there, I want. I'm happy with him to accept the Shemirah. I want it to be a Shomer. Why? Because if he's a Shomer, it benefits the, the, me. Why? Because now if my animal gores, mm-hmm. I don't have to pay. Because he accepted Shemirah. So where, where it's beneficial for the person who's giving over the animal, there the rabbis will say, mm-hmm. it's okay if it's not explicit. Mm-hmm. But over here, do I want my Perot to become now the Shomer's? I lose my tomb. Right. Uh, therefore, I, I'm not going to give it over to a Shomer with a dot that I'm relinquishing my uh, tomb. It's not Nihali. So therefore, Shemuel can say, I'm going even according to the rabbis. When I said, when you give over the fruit, it goes according to the Regle Ha-Ba'al. That's even according to the Bible. Normally, the, the Rabbanan say, so he's in according to Rabbanan. Normally, Rabbanan say, what? Why Baba Kama? And when you give, when he tells you to come in, it's for everything. He takes over completely. Yeah, that's because it's beneficial to the Baal also over there. He wants you to take over completely. But shake it over here, he doesn't want you to take over completely. It's against my will that you should take over completely, because then I'm losing my tomb. So therefore, we thought to be toleh, the Mahloket, Rab and Shemuel, in the Mahloket, in Masikat Baba Kama, with uh, Rabbi and Rabbanan, but we said no, there's differences. Now let's read Rashi. Let's read Rashi. Amalekar Rav. Okay, again, Rav is the one that said by us that it goes after the Shomer. Perot go after the Shomer. Amalekar Rav. Behach, Ana Daamni Afilu Rabbi. Over here, that I said it goes after the Shomer, I'm going even according to Rabbi. The ilu Rabbi lo palik ela bedelo parish. Right, Rabbi, when did he say his case? In Baba Kama, where the guy wasn't exposed to Ela Ul Stama Amar. Right, all the Shomer said, you can come in. The Sabar Rabbi Ul Vitintar At Kaamarle. And he learns that Ul means Ul, come in, Vitintar At Kaamarle. Which means uh, you could uh, bring the. Uh, 
bring the animal in, but you're going to watch it. Right? I'm not accepting responsibility. But then when you gave the perot to the Shomer, he accepted it. When he accepts it, he accepts it. Therefore he accepts it also for home. And therefore he gets the home goes after the Shomer. That's the way the B is going to say. And the B is going to say again, what are you talking about? In the case over there, you know why I say the, the guy, uh, uh, the, there's no uh, shemira? Because what did the guy say? The guy said, Ul. What does Ul mean? Come in, v'tintar'at. So therefore, he's not considered a shomer. Masha'ikin here, when you gave the perot to the, to the shomer, the guy accepted it to be a shomer. And be, uh, in that case over there, if it's explicit, you accept it to be a shomer, and then it's done. And therefore, the Torah is going to go after the shomer. There's a big difference in the cases. Ushmo'el amar ashi, Ana de Amri Beha Afil Rabbanan Adkan Lo Kamir Rabbanan Hatam De Kaimi Birshut Baal Hatser Ela Lenyan Shemira De Kevan De Spiralu De Mestama Ul Ve'entar Lach Ka'amar Le In the case of the Baba Kamar The Rabbi said When the guy says Ul Mestama means Ul Ve'entar Lach And I'll bring it in And I'll watch it Kol Sheken De Baal Ashor Menachniha Le And also the, the Baal Ashor Is also thrilled That the Baal Hatser Is going to take Shemira Right, the book is shown in the Shuto. The Balhatsin, the Shuto, the Right now, he's off the hook of his uh, shor damages. But when it comes to Tomin, when I give the the perot over to the uh, uh, to the Shomer, but he accepts uh, Shemira. Good, but uh, do, I, do I want the guy to accept now? Uh, give it over for even Tomin? No, Nihali. If if it's going to be his Tom, I lose that. I'm not going to be able to to access. So therefore, basically, the machloket of Rav and Shemuel still stands by the case of Perot that he gave to a Shomer. It's just that don't link that machloket with the machloket between Rabbi and Rabbanan and Masechet, Baba Kama. Good. Tenan, now we're going to start bringing questions against the opinion of Rabbi. You say goes after the Shomer. <coughs> My question number uh, one. Tenan. If the Bala bayit made an Eruv, Perotav Kamohu. Right? We said the guy has perot, they're in a different city. Who's watching them in another city? Stamba Shomer. Okay? And the Shomer has access to come to the Balabayat. But if the Balabayat doesn't have access to go to the perot, what do we say? You can't bring the fruit to him. But if the Balabayat made the Iruf himself, so he can get it, you can bring it to him. Hold it, what are you talking about? But if you tell me when perot are given to a shomer, the iru follows the regle shomer, like the glav, ki irevu mayavi. What do I care if he made the iruf? What do I care if the balabite made the iruf? Bottom line, it's in the domain of the shomer. And the shomer, it's like the shomer. So how could the Mishnah say that if the balabite made the iruf, everything's okay? Why is it okay? Bottom line, the shomer has it. According to you, Rav, it goes to the Gle Shomer. Where was it? By the Shomer. Finish. It goes to the Gle Shomer. Wait, tell me. What's the difference if I make an Aruv now? Bottom line goes after the Shomer. Question. So, Gemara says, Amar Abuna, Amre Ber Rav. So, the Ber Midrash of Rav will answer, Kegon Shihed Lo Keren Zavit. It means that when you gave it over, the Balabite gave it over to this guy in a different city, he didn't give it over to watch. He just gave him the fruit and he's renting him space-like in his house 
to store the fruit. Which means he's not a shomer. You need a place to store your fruit? In the corner over here, in the corner, you can store your fruit over there. So if you really bit who's the owner of the fruit? The Malabayat. And therefore, uh, if you made it in it's okay. we thought that this is a case of a shomer. No. Well, you gave it to the guy before the holiday, this is your, this is my fruit, I want you to watch it for me. And then already stuck, because it's like a shomer. Now, I need a place to store my fruit. Okay, I'll give you a little area in my, uh, in my house over there, okay? Because she says, But in this case over here, when he gives the fruit to a shomer, he's a full-fledged shomer. That's why it's going to go after the shomer. Here, he uh, plant him some uh, space in his house. Okay. Tashema, another question against Rav. Mm. A guy invited the guests from out of the city. Do not give them permission to take home food. Unless you will them the food before Yom Tov. But if you tell me that the Shomer, that the fruit goes after food goes after the Shomer, what do I give you, Mizakeh? Okay, let's say before Yom Tov, you will Mizakeh the fruit to the guests. Beautiful. But right now, who's the Shomer who's watching the food for them? The Balabayit. The Balabayit does the Shomer for the guests. So therefore, what do you tell me? But if you mizakeh for them, so it's okay. No, it's not okay. Bottom line goes like that, Shomer. So what's going to help you if you mizakeh? So one question. So what I want to say, once you mizakeh to them before Yom Tov, so therefore really, they own it. Which means, what are you showing by, by, by making zikui? You're showing, <laughs> I want to transfer it to them. And why did you make the whole zikui? Because I don't want it to follow my... Mm-hmm. What's the whole purpose why the Baal did the zikui before the Yom Tov? <coughs> so they can take it home. Otherwise, why did he make zikui? His whole kavana is, I do not want this food to be subject to my tomb. Because these guys are not going to be able to take it home. So when you mizakir something to somebody before Yom Tov, that's similar to miyahid lo makom. I'm not a shomer. On the contrary, I don't want my tongue to interfere now with these guests. So therefore, it's like Yehud Makom. Just like Yehud Makom doesn't make a shomer. Because I'm not watching. I just I put it in the corner. It's yours. Same thing with Zikui. You're showing what? I don't want my tongue to affect. And therefore, I'm mizakir to you before all this. So therefore, it's like a sort of shomer. Therefore, can follow the gleh. Uh, uh, the guests. exactly. Okay. Well, actually, let's read that sheet first. Uh, no, okay, so that's fine. So the first explanation is Kimo Yehud. The second answer is Ve'ibayit Ema Zachashani. That's that's what I said. Zachash is different. Why? Look at that sheet. Shari Kol Atzmo Lo Asa Ela Lo Tzio Mishvitato V'Lamido Mishvitat Shulenu B'Rishutan. So that's really the second answer. The second answer the Gemara is Zikashani. Why? What's my whole cover up for I want their roof to kick in and not mine. So when you miss a kid, it's like a gilui da'at. So what's the first answer? What's the difference between the first answer and the second answer? The first answer is what? It's, it's like Yehud Makom. Which means, just like the guy who's me Yehud Makom, did he accept Shemira? 
No, just uh, storing it for them. Same thing also. When now I'm mizaket to somebody, it's by me. But I'm not, I'm not accepting shemira. It's like I'm storing it in my uh, house. Yeah, the perot is still the food still in my house. But what? I'm giving the guy storage rights, right? He's not there. Where, where's he going to put it? Put it in the street? I tell him put it in the in the corner for him. That's the first answer. That when a guy accepts upon himself, and he's with a kid, the fruit or the food is or before yom tov. First answer. It's It's like I'm just storing your fruit by me, but I'm not a shomer. Second answer, zakashani. That when you mizakeh before you told your whole da'at is what? To get your tomb out of the way. In order to let the uh, tomb of the guest kick in. So therefore, Madai, we're not going to say that he's going to interfere, so that's, that's, that's why it's okay. Okay? Story. Rabhana Barhani Lai. He was staying by a uh, that's like a host that was hosting the rabbi. And the butcher delivered meat for the rabbi. So the rabbi took the meat and he hung it by the uh, by the bolt of the door. So you walk in, there was a door and there was a bolt, there was room for hanging it. So he hung the meat by the bolt of the door. Now, he wasn't planning on staying in this uh, on Yom Tov. They delivered the meat before Yom Tov. He was planning on going on Yom Tov, taking the meat, and uh, going home. <laughs> he had an Eruf, in order to get him back to where he lived. Okay, but the, all this, he just hung the meat on the, on the door. So he came to Ravuna just to find out the halakha. You know, can he take this meat home? Can he not take the meat home? If you hung the meat on the door, you can take it home. Mm-hmm. But if they hung the meat, which means if the the butcher delivered it, right, mm-hmm. and uh, the host came and took the meat and hung it on the door, you can't take it home. So now we have to start to analyze uh, what's going on over here. He knows his meat. So the Gemara says, If he hung it, Mishakir, would he be allowed to take it home? Why not? Even if he hung it. The Gemara is questioning. Why? What's the problem? First of all, Ravuna, we know, was a student of Rav. And Rav said, oh, what's that bed for? What does Rav say? That it goes after the regle of the Shomer. Mm-hmm. So in this case over here, who's the Shomer? Well, the hotel people. Right. right. He's yeah. hanging it up on the door. Yeah. Yeah. But bottom line, it's by the it's by the Ushbizre. So look at that she. That she says Amarle. Talit Zil If you hung it, take it. The inu taludah let surkecha if they hung it but for you. They have you in mind. Why? Because they're hanging it for you, which is they're watching it for you. Right. They're watching it, they're the Shomer. So they, and we know Ravunat was the one that told them, listen, if, uh, if you hung it, it's okay. If they hung it, uh, it's not okay. So hold it. Even if you hung it over there, according to Rav, it goes after the Shomer, and then when the Chaurat shouldn't be, uh, it should be a problem. Mm-hmm. So the Gemara says, well, they're not watching it for me. Shani Avrad Dasha. By hanging on the bolt of the door, they're just giving you space to store my meat. They're not watching it for me. 
They didn't bring, if they would have brought it, if I would have put it in the house and given it to them and told them to watch my meat. That's another story. Where, where did we put it? I'm hanging around the door. So what are they giving me? They're giving me space. So therefore, it's not a problem. Oh, so Gemara says, so what did Rabbi not tell him? But if, you, if they hung it up, no ah, shakil. What do you mean? Ve'amar Shemuel. We have a statement of Shemuel. Shor shel fatam. What was the shor shel fatam? That's the fattener of the shivarim. What do we say? Hareu kenagle kol adam. What does that mean? Hareu kenagle kol adam. Whoever comes to buy that animal on Yom Tov, it goes according to his tchum. Whoever the purchaser is. That's the most explanation, because it's expected that everybody's going to come from all parts of the uh, cities, even out of town, to the short patam, because everybody knows he's a seller, correct? So we say berera. What's trying to berera? We say that whoever buys it and takes it on Yom Tov, it was the Vral Mafreya that really was his from the beginning, because you can assume that people are going to take it, and therefore it goes like Leh, Kol Adam. And which means, we want to say the same thing over here. Uh, when the when the when they hang it up, right? Mm-hmm. The, the butcher brought it and they uh, they hung it up. Now, what are they going to do with it? We're assuming they're going to give it to somebody. They they're receiving the package, right? Mm-hmm. They hung it up on the door. Right. Now they, they, they don't need the meat. They're going to give it to a customer. Mm-hmm. So therefore, why do you say that since people buy meat from the uchpizche? Yeah. So you can assume that what whoever they. Uh, Gave it to it was that that was the one that was supposed to get it and therefore it's a grekone therefore they, the rabbi should have been able to bring it home even if they hung it up just like the shor the, the patam whoever buys it we say you were the guy from uh, mm-hmm. so the same thing over here you tell me oh no, no it's, in the, it's in the hands of the uh, so, whoever they give it to, that's who they wanted to give it to. I'll say that the Uvrah and the same thing. So therefore the Kaurad, Rav Hanilai should have been able to take it home, even if they hung it up. That's the first question. The Kaurad has three questions. Question number two. Again, if they hung it up, you tell me that he can't take it? We learned earlier, that the halakha follows the bidosa. What was the halakha of the bidosa? We said if there was one shepherd in the town, correct? Even the guy buys the animal, right? The customers they would buy the animal, they would give it to the shomer, they would give it to the ro'et to, to watch, right? To, to grace. So we said even if you didn't give it to the ro'et until yom tov. It follows regle ro'eh. Why? Because it's assumed... Well, who is he giving it to? There's only one ro'eh. Uh-huh. It's assumed that the ro'eh is going to get it. Therefore, even if he didn't transfer it, it goes after the ro'eh. Right? Mm-hmm. So therefore, we'll say the, the same thing. Which means, when they hung up the meat, who are they hanging it for? There's only one customer that had it. They have in the hotel. So therefore, they're doing it for him. So therefore, the chawrat should be assumed... It's the rabbis. Just like when there's one Nuh'i in the town, and they give it to on Yom Tov, you said, ah, the better of my sword is the Nuh'i's already. That, 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 it's assumed they're giving it to us. So they have to go over here. The, the, the butcher bought the meat for the rabbi. So they came and took it, they put it, they're watching it, they put it on the, on the door. Who are, they, who are they giving it to? They're going to give it to the rabbi. So therefore, even before they gave it to them, they didn't give it to Yom Tov. Doesn't matter. It's assumed that it's his. Second, the third question. 
Amad Rav Asher Rav Kana V'i'inu talule lo shakin Again, if they hung it They can't take it V'atenan We learned in the Mishnah Habehema v'kelim Kenagleh habe'alim That's why Behemah kelim You have an animal and you have vessels Who does the animal and the vessels Go according to? According to the owner Correct? She's who's Tchum When it comes to vessels Whoever owns it Very good so what do I care if the Ushbizkeh hung up the meat? Who owns the meat? Right. The meat was delivered for Rav Khalilai. So therefore, what's the, what's the chain of it? This is, this is the... Yeah, it's the owner. So I don't care who... So therefore, the Gemara asks three questions on Navuna's ruling. If Gemara starts off like this, if he hung it up, you're telling me I didn't go home. What do you mean? Even if he hung it up, they're being Shomer. They go after the Shomer. No, 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 no. And if Hunav was a student of Rav, and Rav says he goes like the Shomer. No, 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 they're not, he's not a, they're not a Shomer. Why? It's like Miyah Hedlom Akom. They're just giving him a, a space to, to store it. Okay, so you answer that side. But now the Gevara says, on the side that you're telling me that they hung it up, or they hung it up, you can't bring it home. I'm asking you three questions, why can't they bring it home? Number one, it shouldn't be worse than the case of Shor Patam. Mm-hmm. In the case of Shor Patam, we assume that what? Whoever's going to take it, that was the customer. The same thing over here. He's not eating the meat. He's going to give it to somebody. So then we assume whoever he gave it to, that was the one that uh, belonged to Benishim Ashot. Number two, Halakha falls the Bidosa. And what did the Bidosa say? That when there's a Ru'ah, and there's one Ru'ah in the town, so he assumed that what? Even though he gave it to Manyum Tov, Benishim Ashot belonged to her. So the same thing over here. Who are they giving it to? You're going to give it to, to the rabbi. So therefore, you know, you didn't give it to Yom Tov, let's say. It doesn't matter, it's his. It's his ke'ilu, it's his already. Third and third question, what are you talking? We have a simple rule. Killing animals, items, go after the owner. So, if they hung it up on the thing, who owns the meat over here? The meat was over the rabbi. So the Gemara says, you're right. There's another reason why the Vunaf forbade the uh, meat if the Ushpitzchei hung it up. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with the laws of Te'umin. You're right, for the laws of Te'umin, he's good. If he hung it up, or if they hung it up, take it home. You have another issue over here. What's the issue? The Gemara says, El Ashani Rav Hanab Rav Hanilai is different. The Gemara Rabahu, who's a great Tamil Chacham, V'tarid B'Shma'ate. He was preoccupied in his learning. So what's the, what, what's, the, what's the worry over here? We have a law of basar shenit alem min ayin. We have a law that you have a piece of kosher meat. But if you lose sight of the piece of meat, so now already you have to assume that somebody switched it. In this case over here, where it's hanging on the doorpost. If you take your mind off the piece of meat over there, where maybe a bird came, took that piece of meat, Took another taref piece of meat and put it in instead. And therefore, if you if you take your mind or your eyes off that piece of meat and you're not familiar with what's going on, so then already you can add the piece of meat. So what the Gemara is going to say is like this: When the rabbi hung it up, so two things. Number one, he recognizes the meat. Every piece of meat has a shape. Okay, so when he himself hung it up, he knows what the piece of meat looks like. And usually, when somebody hangs it up himself so he's cognizant of what's going on so he pays attention mm-hmm. so therefore it's not take it home but however when you let somebody else do it so the rabbi is not paying attention because he's learning right. and the people that hang it up they don't care it's not their meat so therefore they don't pay attention and the rabbi doesn't know the siman because he didn't see it so therefore it's that was the issue of it when they hang it up you can't eat it because you're concerned that when the rabbi goes to pick it up maybe it's a different piece of meat right. so that's the Gemara says the Gemara says if you hung it up 
Eat Nachsimana Begadeh. Number one, you know what the meat looks like. You paid attention. You know the, the shape of it. And secondly, you don't take your mind off. Because when you do something, you're cognizant of what's going on. And you know what the piece of meat looks like. So therefore, you're going to come and look down, you're going to see the meat is a different piece. Oh, hey, that wasn't my uh, the shape. So you know what's going on. You're going to pay attention. And therefore, take it. But if they're going to hang it up, they're not going to pay attention because what do they care? And, okay. and, you and you're not paying can... attention because you're learning. And therefore, because the problem of Masash and Talim, then I knew such a tone problem, there's no problem. I don't care who hangs it up. Okay, now we go to the last Mishnah in the Masikhet. But 18. And Mashkin Vishokatin at the Midbariot, Abal Mashkin Vishokatin at the Baitot. Elohim Baitot, Alanot Bair, Midbariot, Alanot Baafar. Okay, we're discussing now on Yom Tov, slaughtering animals. So it says, You cannot slaughter an undomesticated animal. That's an animal that grazes in the Midbar. Now, what's the logic? It's not in your mind. It happened to be that uh, animal, it surfaced into the city on Yom Tov. Going into Yom Tov, is your mind on this animal? It's in the Midbar. It doesn't usually come home. And therefore, it's Mukseh. Now, the Gemara will explain, what is this mashkin business? What is this giving the water to the animal? For Chawla, that's uh, not our subject. We're not talking about giving the water to the animal to drink. We're talking about slaughtering. Can you slaughter or not? So the Gemara will discuss, what is this mashkin business? We'll get to it in the Gemara. Avan mashkin vishwatit baitot. What is baitot? A baitot is a domesticated animal. It's in the city, let's say. So therefore, your mind is on it. The Gemara explains, Elohim baitot, halanot ba'id. A baitot is, it sleeps in the city. Meaning, even though in the day it's... Roaming in the fields, but at night it sleeps home, exactly. So therefore, when you, when it surfaces in the city, your mind is on it, because it comes home uh, every night. Midbariyot are not ba'afar. But the midbariyot, they sleep in the meadows. They sleep in the pastures, or by the swamps over there. That's afar. So therefore, if it surfaces on Yom Tov, your mind wasn't on it, they never come home. So therefore, it's mukseh. So comes to Gabbana and says, Lamali lememar mashkin veshuhatin. What is the Mishnah talking about? You can give them to drink? And then you could slaughter. Your, your purpose is slaughtering or not slaughtering? What are you throwing in the mashkin? What's, what's, what's that coming to teach you? Kabbalah says, mm-hmm. It's giving you another hadush here. Give your animal to drink before you slaughter. Why? So the skin does not uh, stick and, and adhere to the, to the, uh, to the, to the flesh. Can it air? You want to skin the animal after, right? So when you give it a lot of water to drink, it causes the animal to get bloated, and it separates the skin from the flesh. And therefore, you sla- give it to drink, load it up a little, slaughter, now you're able to skin the animal easily. So Stamdim is giving you good advice. But normally before Shaita, they would normally give to drink. So it says, Mashkin v'shuhatin. The point is, the Mishnah doesn't teach us a lot about Mashkin. There's no issue to give the, the, the animal to drink. And it's just giving you a derech agav, you should know it's a good idea. Before you slaughter, give, uh, give a little water in order to make the skinning process easier. Comes Gebaran says, Tarul Banan, Eluhen Midbariyot. We have a mahluk now, what's considered Midbariyot and Baitot. The first opinion says, these are Midbariyot. Ve'eluhen Baitot, these are Baitot. Midbariyot, Koshi Yotzot Bapesach. The animals leave the uh, the city on Pesach time. They go away for Pesach, exactly, and they go away for a long time, but and they stay in the meadows for many for many months. And they come back in Hejvan. so therefore they're out in the fields for six months. 
and they don't return until the Adishon, the first period of the rain. When's the first period of the rain? In Hajvan. That's considered Midbariyot. The Eluhin Baitot. That they always go out and graze outside the tchum, but every night they come back in the tchum. Okay, so that's the first opinion of what Midbariyot is and what Baitot is. Rabbi Yomer, Rabbi says no. Elu ve'elu Baitot. Both those cases you just brought me, those are Baitot. Even the animal that goes away for six months, right, but comes back in Mar Hajvan, we still call that Baitot, therefore it's not going to be Or Ela. Things they go out to the field, they never come back. Not in the summer, not in the winter. So therefore the B gives a different definition to what Midbariyot are. Midbariyot totally leave the Yeshu, they never come back. Good. Now wait. From the fact that the B is explaining what Midbariyot are and what... Uh, by thought, uh, is given the definition, yes? Yeah. That must mean that what? He holds of the subject of Mukseh. Our Mishnah must be going according to the opinion that holds of Mukseh. Rabbi Yudah. Rabbi Shimon let the Mukseh. So according to Rabbi Yudah, well, I don't care if it's a Midbariyot, it was in the field uh, for, for, for 12 months. Bottom line, it comes uh, on Yom Tov. Even though Benesh Mashonah wasn't in Yom it doesn't matter. He doesn't hold the Mukseh. Mm-hmm. So you have to say that the Mishnah over here is not going according to the opinion of Mukseh. The only problem is Rabbi. That just to find me what Baitota, what Midbariot uh, what are, yeah. we see in another place, he holds like Rabbi Shimon when it comes to Mukseh. Mm-hmm. Which means Le Mukseh. So then, what do you care Baitot, Midbariot, or Namach Patagah? You don't know the Mukseh. What do you think of Baitot? So the Gebara says, Umi itle the Rabbi Mukseh? Does Rabbi all the subject of Mukseh? He's giving me definition. This is Baitot, this is Midbariot. What's the difference what it is? Even Midbariot should be okay. Rabbi, you don't hold the Mukseh. Why? Rabbi Shimon asked a question to Rabbi. Mm-hmm. What was the question? Rabbi Shimon Barav. That's not the Rabbi Shimon Mukseh. That's Rabbi Shimon Bar Rabbi. Meaning Rabbi Shimon's son. Rabbi's son was Rabbi Shimon. So Rabbi Shimon Bar Rabbi asked his father the following question. Rabbi Shimon Mahu. What's Pasa'ilet Temara? That she says there were certain uh, dates that would not ripen on the tree. That, that's the nature of these dates. They don't ripen on the tree. So what would they do? When they're still unripened, they would put them in baskets. Uh, like baskets made out of palm, uh, palm trees, palm uh, leaves. And they would store it in there. And uh, still, they really weren't edible for, uh, for consumption. They weren't fully ripened. So now the question is, you have them in these vessels over here. They're not fully ripened yet. So he asked his father, he says, uh, Dad, according to the Bishon that doesn't hold of Mukseh, would you hold, you're allowed to eat these fruit, let's say, on Shabbat? What's the question? Maybe you'll say, since people don't normally eat them, it's considered like Tzimukim uh, and Grogrot. Remember we learned, even according to the Bishon that doesn't hold of Mukseh, remember the case where a person had, let's say, uh, a fruit, he wanted to dry them. Mm-hmm. So he goes before Shabbat, he puts them on his roof. Yeah. Right? Now on uh, Shabbat, they're still, uh, you know, soft and all that. Yeah, so the Bishamon says, no, you put them on the roof, that's the Hiyabi Yadayim. You push them away, Mukseh. So do we say similarly over here, these fruit over here, you put them in the basket. And therefore, they're really not so uh, edible because they didn't ripen yet. Would the Bishamon say that this is also Mukseh? That's the question they asked the B. What would you say the Bishamon holds regarding this Pasaidet Temara? 
So he says, Amade en muksed Rabbi Shimon, ela grogrot v'tzimukim bilvad. He said, it's not muksed. The only muksef for Rabbi Shimon is what? Girogrot with Simukin. Which means the uh, the figs and the raisins. Why? What's the difference? Look at that sheet top line. Shein mitichiraruhi nachila. Originally these figs and these dates, these uh, raisins were edible. What did he do? He rejected them. He took something that was edible, put it on the roof in order to dry them off. That's it. Now they're not out until they dry. What did he do? He picked them off the tree, put them in a basket. People eat them like this. And therefore, now if if the Bisham on if Rabbi is explaining Rabbi Shimon's Sevara, we assume that what he must hold like him. Mm-hmm. So if Rabbi holds like Rabbi Shimon, what do you mean? So what is he explaining? Baitot, what is he explaining? Medbariot, uh, that's only according to Rabbi Yehuda. So let's review the question again. Gebara had a thing like this. Rabbi gave me the definition. Elohim Medbariot, Elohim Baitot. Okay, so if you're going with Baitot and Medbariot, that means you, 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 you subscribe of the Mukseh subject. Because if you hold like Rabbi Shimon, you don't care with Bariyot, Baitot, there's no Mukseh. Mm-hmm. Very good. So the B, you hold the Mukseh. But what do you mean? Your son asked your question, according to Rabbi Shimon, what would Rabbi Shimon hold? Pasaile Temara. He said, in Mukseh, Rabbi Shimon. So we're assuming if he's answering the Shitav Rabbi Shimon, must be, he holds like it. Oh, so you don't hold the Mukseh, you hold like Rabbi Shimon, so make up your mind. So give it a simple answer. Kemara says, the Gibra says, you're right. Amishnah is going like Rabbi Shimon. When you have animals that live in the Midbar and they never come home, that's like Gregrot and Simukim. Even Rabbi Shimon will say, It's like you would do Otam Biyadayim. Which means, yes. The Mishnah that we're going like, you thought the Mishnah is the Biuda? No. The Mishnah is even going like the Bishamon. Why? Because animals that never surface, like and they never come, it's like a guy taking the fruit and putting them on the roof. You Even the Bishamon will agree to this type of Mukseh. Next answer. So, what do you want? His son asked him a question. Alibad Rabbi Shimon, what would Rabbi Shimon hold? Just because he answered the question, <laughs> doesn't mean he holds like it. Meaning, hey, according to Rabbi Shimon, this is what he's held. But I, I don't hold like it. So therefore, according to this answer, really, Rabbi holds like the Biuda. And there's a difference between Baitot and Midbariot. Because he holds the subject of Mukseh. Ah, Patsaylet Temara? By the way, Patsaylet Temara is also Mukseh, according to me. But you answered the question. Yeah, I'm answering Alibad Rabbi Shimon. The question was asked to me according to Rabbi Shimon. Just because I answered the question, Alibad Rabbi Shimon means I don't like him. I don't like him. Look at Rashi. Iba et ema. Hane. First Iba et ema. Hane mit bariot. She'en nechnasot ni yeshuv klal. Kegroriot v'sumukin damyan. Shemakseh otan me'etso biyadayim. That's the first answer. Even Rabbi Shimon agreed to the case of mit bariot. Second answer, Yeta ema. En muqseh le Rabbi Shimon ka'amar le'abali didi. Yes, muqseh. The Mishnah is talking about different type of animals. You have baitot and you have midbariot. Baitot is like domesticated animals. That they they come from time to time. As a matter of fact, every night 
to the city. So therefore, the Mishnah says they're not considered Muqseh, because your mind is on them. Therefore, you can shohet them on Yom Tov. However, Midbariyot, they're outside of the city, and therefore they sleep in the meadows, in the Afar, with an Aleph, and therefore the person's Da'at is not on them, therefore the Muqseh. You cannot make Shahita on them on Yom Tov. Now, Rabbi, Rabbi Kadosh, he also gave an interpretation of what Baytot are and what Midbariyot are. And the Amud Rishon, towards the bottom, it said Rabbi Omer, Elu ve'elu Baytot, which means, according to Rabbi, Rabbi holds that <coughs> when you have a animal, that goes out on Pesach, right? goes to graze on Pesach, and comes back on Mar Hajvan, that was the first opinion that said it's Medbariyot, it goes away for six months, it goes away Pesach to the meadows, after Hajvan, rainy season, what is it going to do? There's no more food out there, so it comes home, so the first opinion wanted to say that's Medbariyot, Rabbi says no, 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 no. If it comes home, even in Mar Ajvan, that's considered Bayot. <coughs> so what's the B's opinion? Ela, Elohim et Bariot, kol shiyotzot v'ro'ot v'afar ve'en nechnasot le'yishuv, lo bimot ha'amam v'lo bimot ha'gishamim. He says that Bariot is more extreme. <coughs> it has to be an animal that goes out of the city conclusively. And it doesn't come back home at all. Not in the summer and not in the winter. <coughs> and therefore, that type of animal, according to the bee, is muqseh. Why? Because it's totally out of your mind, never comes back. Good. So what do you see from this Gemara? Rabbi must hold of the concept of muqseh. If he's going, giving us with bariyot and baitot, the subject of bariyot and baitot is a muqseh subject. So the Gemara says, must be the bee holds of muqseh. Because according to the Bishamon, he doesn't hold the Mukseh. So the Bishamon, this Mishnah, doesn't matter whether it's Baitot, whether it's Midbariyot, there's no Mukseh. But the Bishamon must hold a Mukseh. The Gemara says, what do you mean? <clears throat> I'll show you that the Bishamon holds like the Bishamon from a different place. What's the case? <clears throat> the case of Patsa'ileh Te'enim. What's the case of Temara? What's Patsa'ileh Temara? Those were those type of dates that wouldn't ripen on the tree. <clears throat> so what they would do was, they would take them off the tree, and they would put them in baskets made out of uh, palm leaves, and they would ripen in the basket. Now, there was a stage where they still weren't edible yet to all type of people. They were still incomplete. So one time, Rabbi's son, <clears throat> Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi's son, asked his father, my father, what would Rabbi Shimon the opinion of Mukseh, who doesn't know the Mukseh, what would the Bishamon hold by Patsailet Temara? So he said, in Mukseh the Bishamon, there's no Mukseh for the Bishamon, only Grogrot with Simukim. The Bishamon says only the case where you put the uh, fruits that you want to dry them, so you put them on the roof, there is considered the Chiyabiyadayim. They were edible, they were edible. And then what? You took an edible item, you put them on the roof, that means you push them away, and therefore you push them away, so therefore they become muqsa. But people eat them, which means, not maybe not everybody eats them, but they're edible. And you didn't push them away, you took them off the tree and put them in a the basket. So therefore the Bishamon will say, is not, is not muqsa. But what do you see from here? 
that a bee seemingly holds like a bee shimon. Uh, so that could be a mind. If he's telling us with Bariyon and Baitot, that means he doesn't hold the Mufse. He does hold the Mufse. But if we hold the story of Patsanet Tamarai, he holds like a Bishamon, then Mufse. So the Gemara, in its first answer, the Gemara said that really the case of Midbariyot is like Simukim and Grogrot. Why? Because Midbariyot that never come back, it's like you push them away. So even the Bishamon who holds a Mukse by Tzimukim Grogrot will say also by Midbariyot it's Mukse. So therefore the Chedami, the Mishnah can be going like the Bishamon. The second answer was just because the B discussed the Bishamon's opinion, the Gabim Mukse, doesn't mean he holds like it. If somebody comes to the rabbi and asks him a question, according to the Bishamon, what would he say? So he answered. Does that mean I hold like the Bishamon? Yes. You ask me a question, I answer. I don't subscribe to that opinion. So therefore, the second answer is what? Iba'et emap. I will read it inside. Iba'et emap. Nidvarav de Bishamon ka'amar. Vele lo svidale. Very good. Now we give the third Iba'et emap. Iba'et emap. de Rabbanan ka'amar lehu. Really, I'll tell you that Rabbi holds like Rabbi Shimon. And really, I'll say what? And all uh, Rabbi was doing was saying like this. Listen, rabbis, according to me, I don't hold mukse, so it doesn't matter with bariyot, baitot, none of the animals are mukse. But according to you that hold mukse, at least admit to me if they come home for Hezvan, they're domesticated. Jeez, I don't care. I don't. I hold if they never come home forever. I don't. Doesn't matter to me. I hold like a Bishamon. There's no mukse. But you rabbis, you hold of mukse. Good. But at least the Shittachim agree that if they come home at least in Cheshvan, they're by Totan, they're not Muqsin. So the rabbis tell him back, the Amrulein, the rabbis said, Lo, Midbariyote. They say, no. We hold that if they go away for six months, and they come home just for Cheshvan, that's Midbariyot, and it's really Muqsin. Which means, what Rabbi was really saying is, listen, to me, this conversation doesn't apply. Because I hold the Rabbi Shimon. But I'm just discussing with you Midbariyot and Baitot, the Shittachim. You hold the Baitot, but you came with an opinion that said Midbariyot, you want to say, means what? <coughs> Where it comes home in Hajvan. That's Midbariyot. Nah, come on. At least admit that if they come home in Hajvan, it's Baitot. Right. And the rabbi said, no. We hold that if it just comes home in Hajvan, it's Midbariyot, and therefore it is Mukseh even in such a case. So that's the uh, the subject over there. Hadran, Alach, Mishilin, Perot, Bastika, Masechet, Betsa.